Hello, welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host, Miriam Tomeskin. And today I have Shawnee with me. How are you? I'm great. And I'm glad, glad, glad to be back. <laughs> I'm glad you're back too. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the Cosby Show season six, episode 13, Alvin Pays for Dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode aired uh, January 4th, 1990. So we're in the 90s now. Uh, it's a 90s kind of world. It's lit. <laughs> and uh, so uh, this episode's about Alvin uh, pays for dinner for his, I don't know if it's his old girlfriend because he technically said it wasn't a girlfriend, but um, for a, a female and her, uh, like for his friend's um, dinner and friend's sister's dinner. Um, mm-hmm. And then doesn't go well at home. We start off this episode uh, with, uh, you know, Alvin's getting ready to go to uh, dinner and uh, he's making some popcorn. And then um, Sandra comes in her, you know, Princeton sweater, like as if she's not going out. And uh, she's like, oh, I have to work on this uh, law school application. And he's like, well, to be really Offer. focused. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's go for dinner. And she's like, OK, fine. So she goes. And then uh, Rudy, Vanessa, and Theo arrive. Um, so Rudy and Vanessa are going to be babysitting uh, the twins. And I like how uh, Vanessa and Rudy had a whole rap. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> When they did it, I was like, how long did y'all practice this? Like, I know that y'all had a rehearsal. Y'all, how, what was, what went down in the writer's room? <laughs> The because the I know it was a whole process and it kind of took me back to when I was younger and with my cousins and we would just randomly make up a dance to a song like it'll be like you want to make up a dance or it'll be let's make up a dance and I'm like oh we like ooh. I, I got in the feels for a little bit <laughs> Um, it was what was it she said, they were like uh, Vanessa's like I, she's Van, and then yeah. Rudy's like Rue. My name is Van. They call me Rue, and we are here to babysit for you. Oh, <laughs> and, and then had- that reminds me of Happy Birthday, Happy Fourth of July. I like. You. I hope you like your Happy Birthday, Beanpot. Oh, Happy Birthday. Oh, Happy Birthday. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not a like a the go to Happy Birthday song now. It should you know, be like right, right now. It, like for us, it's usually the Stevie Wonder version, but uh, right. you know, but oh. I'm surprised that one's not next to it. <laughs> you know what? But but what's crazy is as soon as stuff hits TikTok, everybody is on the way. They're like, "Oh my god!" So hmm, I wonder, I, maybe I could start it on TikTok. The Vanessa is asking, "Oh, what's the plan?" Or sorry, Theo is asking, "What is the plan for tonight?" And, mm-hmm. you know, Elvin was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet my old college friend and his, her sister. Theo was just shocked about that. Like, oh, OK, like you're meeting your old girlfriend. <laughs> like and in my mind, was, I'm like, why do we got to go straight to the girlfriend? Like why mm-hmm. she can't be a friend that's just a, a lady. And uh, so apparently she, uh, he met. So the, the woman is named Iris. He, uh, he met Iris before Sandra. And then like so after like one date i kind of i don't know what you call it because he didn't he didn't say date after that he met he met sandra and then lost touch with iris um and then and then i think theo asks is like so is she cute and elvin's like yeah you know yeah she's cute (laughs) just like oh it's that is not good i don't know like i guess people over time have never uh when, I'm not going to say have never. I'll say that the, there's always going to be a percentage of people in that, that that have a hard time accepting platonic relationships between uh, men and women. And I guess it's been a long running thing. Because mm-hmm. like this man is literally, he's even standing here saying this securely to his in-laws like y'all are my wife's siblings i'm telling y'all about this lady clearly she didn't mean she didn't mean that to me her meaning to me was clearly not romantic 
because why would I have my wife in front of my my old girlfriend? Why would I be asking my wife? Why why would I even consider going out with my ex anything and including my wife Mm -hmm. with whom I have children? Are you serious? And then have her people come over to watch our kids? Why we go do it? That is ridiculous. Oh, goodness gracious. Or maybe I'm reading too deep. (laughs) Keep going. I'm sorry. We just started this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, yeah, I'm surprised that Alvin's very open with his, like, with his in-laws. Like, I'm not even that open with my own family. So, like, to be open like that to your in-laws, like, I I don't, like, that's weird. But, oh, yeah. And then the, uh, so a running theme of this episode with Vanessa and Rudy is these old movies so um you know vanessa was asking like oh i I hope your vcr uh is working because we picked up some movies and we find out these movies are like really old and i didn't know how old they were because i was like they're black and white so it could have been you know from the 60s but um i looked them up they're actual real movies Uh, i actually did the 40s yeah they're two of them is from 1945 and the last one, which uh, is the last one she mentions in the in the show, is from 1950. And I'm mm. like, and this episode, it, like, they filmed in 89. So, like, that is about, uh, like, 40 years, 40 to almost 50 years since these movies were released. And they're, right. like, I'm, like, trying to think, like, what is the latest, like, the earliest, I don't know what the earliest movie I would have watched. I think like 85 is so i don't know how many years 85 is probably like 30 something years from now 85 no yeah these 80s babies is in their 40s now oh yeah sorry oh my god i cannot do math <laughs> um okay i guess i guess i guess it checks out then i don't know it's it's so weird though because they, they were so into these they're so into these black and white movies like and they're all you know what the thing is the, all these movies are of white people you you are right <laughs> Oh my God! The movies that did include the black people were not movies that Bill Cosby would have been promoting on the show, yeah, because they made a farce of us or mockery, you know. But well, Um, they could have watched movies with like you know Sidney Poitier. Like I don't know a lot of his movies, but um, like you know, like you know, that's old. His stuff is probably old. At like he's done like his earlier his earliest work at the time. Yeah, and. But you know his he's mo- most notable for uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah, that one's uh, yeah. I I think it's safe to say that Claire and Cliff would not be letting them kids watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, they they it they probably wouldn't even have it in the house. And if they did, then it was definitely to teach. Like like some movies you have people watch. Just so they can learn a lesson. You you don't have them watch it just just for watching. Like Gone with the Wind, you don't watch Gone with the Wind for leisure. <laughs> you don't watch Imitation of Life for leisure. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's one movie that you watch to learn, and then you apply that to your life. Like, oh no, I saw Birth of a Nation and it pissed me off. I saw the I original, so. and that's nineteen fifteen. I guess I probably did see old stuff, but like when I was a kid. Uh, like wizard, um, uh, not wizard. Um, the like, uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. I don't know what it, I was supposed to say. Waverly Place, which uh, doesn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've seen that. So I guess that is old. Um, yeah, that was nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, but I feel like it wasn't my choice to watch it. So yeah, N- no, I, I, nobody chooses to. Nobody our age chooses. To watch The Wizard of Oz, unless it's The Wiz. The, yeah. Or the live version that came out some years ago. Oddly enough, it is my mom's favorite movie. I have an uncle, my uncle Gene. He's he's actually the reason why I love old TV shows. The basis of all of this. Like, if it were not for my uncle Gene, I would not be before you today. He introduced me to the wizard of oz now he he's the person that i know that would be considered a historian or a connoisseur of black and white film and television i don't care if i have a question about any movie i'm going to him and if he don't know then it ain't nothing to know (laughs) 
But um, he introduced me to the Wizard of Oz and my mom continued it. Oh, yeah. So then at this point, Sandra uh, is still not dressed. And she says she just figured out uh, how to fix her essay. Uh, so then Alvin was like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll have to cancel. And then she's like, no, 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 you should really go with them. Like, th- these are your friends and stuff. And then, so then they literally go back and forth. And finally, Elvin was like, okay, fine, I'm going. And like, you can see on Sandra's face, she is shocked. She's like, how dare he actually go? <laughs> Even though she tells him, like, you should go. Sandra really gets on my nerves sometimes because, well, first of all, we already know Sandra and Elvin to be a complicated relationship mm-hmm. prior to the marriage. We got we we get our giggles every time when we see the episode of Claire reading him for his rights. Every time he does an epic fail, whenever he says something misogynistic, we just know it's about to go down. If if I ask you so many times and you give me the same answer so many times, I'm gonna do what it is that I'm gonna do. But what you looking shocked for? Because one, you got to put yourself in in the other person's shoes. I'm I'm going to only ask you so many times, and you got so many times to tell me no. Or or yeah. whatever this is. Mean what you say and say what you mean. That's ultimately what I'm saying. So she was like, okay, well, I guess if he's going, he has to be here back at 10 to take Rudy and Vanessa home. Because, you know, she promised uh, Claire and Cliff that uh, they would be going home early. Um, and so Alvin's like, Kate, I'll be home 930 the latest. And so Sophia uh, was like, I can't drive you while he has a bunch of food on him. He really like goes to everyone's house and takes their food. He does. And and is he living at, at his apartment at this time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was it, it just feels like when he moved into his apartment, he doubled up on doing that. <laughs> yeah. If, and it feel like he hit everybody's house except for his grandparents. <laughs> Oh yeah, isn't there isn't there a place like in New Jersey or something like that? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they they live in New Jersey because they they oh, mentioned that okay. in an episode. Yeah, although New Jer- New Jersey is not that far, it's so uh, down the street, <laughs> basically. But uh, yeah, so that's probably his reasoning of not going there. So yeah, Sophia takes uh, Alvin to the restaurant, uh, and then when they leave, Vanessa's like. I can't believe you just did that, Sandra. Like, you sent your husband out on a date with another woman. And then <laughs> she starts to bring up uh, one of the movies. I, I think it was um, Leave Her to Heaven. I think that's the one that she, that movie, that's the movie she brought up for this example. Uh, but I, basically, Sandra was like, this is not Hollywood. Like, I am not these, like, actors and right. I'm not these characters. You know, Vanessa's in her own worlds now with these black and white movies. Like that girl ain't had no success with romance (laughs) (laughs) at all whatsoever. She had a boyfriend at thirteen, and the boy talked like he was eighty-five. They didn't last. The girl had crush after crush after crush. The girl didn't got in trouble over a boy, and and then we we what we know down the line. Like, sit down. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Why am I listening to you or any of these people in this picture show? This staged Hollywood picture show that is probably re- repeating the same scene <laughs> in every act. Like, oh, goodness. She's annoying. Vanessa, mm. We're back at the Huxtable house. This thing, I, this scene I never understood. Uh, like, I watched this episode twice uh, mm-hmm. in the last two days. And I just, I was like, I'm, I'm assuming this is a filler. I, I don't know. But it, basically, Olivia asks Cliff, can you measure me? Because I feel like I've grown. I know my body, you know? And then, yeah. And then they put, apparently, uh, the, it, was a, it was a joke that they put tissue in her shoes. Which I'm like, how does that help her, like, be taller? Because it's in her shoes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I... <laughs> I didn't think that tissue would have been successful. Yeah. Uh, just more pain, just painful, if anything. Yeah. Um, or uncomfortable, maybe not painful, but like, girl, what? I probably, I've heard people put like pennies in the shoes and I don't really know 
the validity <laughs> of that response or, or that action. Like, why would you put pennies in shoes? I, I just... Mm. Uh, he runs out and tells uh, Cliff and Denise, or Claire and Denise, that, um, that you know, she's grown an inch taller in one day. And then they were like, oh, we, we played a trick on you. Like, we put tissue. And then at this point, like, Claire, like, I've been in Claire's position where, you know, like, you see something is, like, very funny, but everyone else doesn't think it's that funny. And, like, you just can't stop laughing. I have been there. Like, and, like, so then when Theo comes in and, like, was like, oh, what's so funny? And then, uh, you know, she mentions, oh, the, there was tissue in uh, Olivia's shoes and, you know, she's grown an inch taller. And so then he starts asking her questions, like, very seriously, like, not as, like, joking back and forth. And then he, uh, at some point he's like, I don't get the joke. Like, <laughs> like I have been there. <laughs> I just, like, uh, you just yeah. can't stop laughing. I've been there where they don't find it funny. And I've been there where I'm the one that finds it too funny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's for me it's more often that i find it too funny because i find myself in a position more often than not where i'm carrying this laugh over like my cheeks are hurting but i can't stop laughing oh and those are the best laughs by the way that's when they say laughter is the best medicine they they didn't lie i i feel like claire could have just shut that whole thing down by saying you had to be there yeah because literally, you had to be there. Mm-hmm. Although still, Cliff isn't laughing about it either. So, uh, and he, he was there because <laughs> he he the one that he's the one that's getting the joke played on. So you know, the, it, it's never funny when when the joke is being played on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the joke is on you, it it, it ain't funny. But like when yeah. somebody, on somebody else, you. And so uh, you know, at this point, Thea was like, "I am really surprised in Sandra." You know. Um, you know, tonight uh she let Elvin go lay go out uh with two other like t- with two women to dinner uh by himself. Uh and while while he's explaining this, <laughs> Claire could not stop laughing. It got me to wondering if that was Felicia really laughing like uncontrollably and they just just ran with it. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Cause it felt like that laugh could not be faked. <laughs> but like, how do you, how does Cliff and Theo not laugh? Cause like you know when one person laughs, it makes everyone um, laugh. So that's so weird. Like, yeah, well then maybe she did one of those acting tactics where you tap into something that affected you back yeah. then. You know, similar to what that actor dude did in season one of A Different World, or was that season two when Maggie did the play? Yes. So yeah. So she keeps laughing, but uh, Theo's like, "Oh, Elvin's one lucky dude, you know, uh, one lucky guy, right?" And so uh, Theo's like, "Okay, I gotta go." So he drops he drops the keys off for the car. That's the reason why he came home. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, so then Theo leaves, and Cliff was like, "I see some trouble on the horizon for my man Elvin." And <laughs> Claire is still laughing. I just, I just does not stop and so she's like i will stop laughing let me tell me about the horizon <laughs> she's like right and, she... <laughs> and i'm like bro <laughs> like that that's the type of laughter one is contagious but two mm-hmm. i'm like yo you are really holding your composure with all of this like how are you how are you holding it together <laughs> Um, so Cliff says, you know, Elvin is in big trouble, you know, um, and Claire was like, why? His wife told him to go. And he's like, no, it doesn't matter what his wife told him. He went out with two women and left his wife at home with two babies and to fill, she was filling out her law school application. I like how uh, Cliff is like, you know, Elvin understands less than all of us. (laughs) That had to be the most accurate. (laughs) Well, that that's one of the most accurate things that can be said about Elf because it just feels like he don't pick up on social cues sometimes. Now, again, Sandra, to me, she told him to go. So I do not feel like Elvin is wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
in other situations, <clears throat> excuse me, in other situations, it feels like Elvin does not pick up on social cues. It feels like he's the last one to always get the joke. Rudy gets the joke before he does. <laughs> <laughs> I I do on, on one hand because, you know, maybe, I mean, he, he grew up an only child. So maybe he didn't have, well, not even maybe. He didn't have the experience that Sandra did growing up. But also, I don't, let's not even include that. Both of y'all have different communication styles. Because y'all have different communication styles, it's almost not communicated when y'all gonna apply these communication styles to your conversation. So y'all always end up at an impasse because Sandra assumes that you're gonna do something. You are hoping that she said that she, that she says it. She hoping that you thinking. You hoping that she say it. Y'all are always going to bump heads because you're not on each other's agenda. You don't know. For me, I would not be trying to figure a way to maneuver around that. I'm the type of person, I'm going to tell you, use your words. Speak up. I do it now. <laughs> because verb, nonverbal communication sometimes gets on my nerves. If, if you point at something and, and you want it, that's going to bother me. Because why would you do that? What do you want? Say what you want. Especially when, if you're pointing at something and there's plenty of other somethings around it, and you're just pointing in the general area of the something that you want, like, that's what made me want to smack you. Also, y'all are adults. Married adults at that. Or you, you had to assume that events like this were going to take place. You had to have known prior to getting married how you would have wanted to handle this or how to handle this together. Because marriage is one institution where you cannot be nonverbal. Now, if it's something that is very obvious, if I said my stomach is hurting and I'm not being communicative and I'm not my normal jolly self, and then you ask me what's wrong after I've said to you that my stomach hurts. No, I'm not going to be obligated to say anything to you because that's something that you should know. Cause I've, I've conversed with you and said to you, my stomach hurts unless you generally genuinely did not hear me, which how, because the conversation is my stomach hurts. Yeah. Why? Like, and, and be, but here's the thing. The conversation was, my stomach hurts. You were a part of that conversation. You wouldn't need to ask me what's wrong because you already know what's wrong. The problem is neither one of them knows what's wrong. Yeah. And then later on, they get they both get checked by Claire and Cliff. Elvin comes home with the two ladies at 11 p.m., an Ooh. hour past the time that he was supposed to take Rudy and Vanessa home. And apparently when Elvin called from the restaurant, Sandra told Elvin to stay. She should have said, no, come home. <laughs> she definitely could have said, sweetheart, I do not want to be a wet blanket and a party pooper. But I need you to be home so that you can take Rudy and Vanessa home because I'm still working on my law application. And I'm having a dickens of a time getting it done because I have so many other obligations. And if need be, I'll make it up to you. I'll sweeten. We can get ice cream on the way home. I'll send them with money so that if you, if it's not a problem, you can pick up some ice cream and we can have ice cream when the twins go to sleep. I'll take a break. And it could have been a win-win. Mm -hmm. Or if she would have just simply stated, I need you home. I'm secure in my position. I'm cool with you being out. We got obligations to tend to. And I need you home now. Especially when he called to say, hey, babe, we having fun and all, but what you want? <laughs> and so then Elvin was like, oh, I'm going to go get Sandra. Uh, so she 
Sandra because meet the the two ladies. Elvin comes into the room. You already can tell by Sandra's vibes. She ain't happy. Elvin was like, "Yeah, we're we're back," and she, you know, she's like, "Yeah, I can see that." Even though he was supposed to be back like over an hour ago. So he talks about the dinner. Uh, you know how they ordered wine, but he didn't drink the wine because he doesn't drink wine. But he had some scotch, which I think is way worse <laughs> than wine. Right, because uh, like the way he said it, huh? You know, I don't drink wine. I'm mm-hmm. like. All I heard was, you know, I don't drink. So, like, and uh, just drink wine. Like, what? And then he's like, I asked them to put a lot of ice. So, basically, to dilute the, <laughs> the scotch. Yeah, that's how I know you're not a drinker. And then he mentions that uh, he even paid the check. And she's like, what? Um, and he's like, yeah, because, like, I paid for the dance back in college um, for Iris. And so she was like, okay, how much was the dance? And he was like, a dollar. And how much was the dinner? $78. Like, that is a big difference. Especially back then, that is a huge difference. I, I would like to just input here that this second half of what Elvin did was not a part of my plan. <laughs> I, th- this part, I do not condone. He did not have to bring the women back to the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y- y'all could have parted ways at that restaurant. A- if I were Sandra, you could have just left that part out. I'm already, I'm already mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't need you to go putting the cherry on. <laughs> As an angry woman, I'm ready to fight. And you telling me all of these details while these women are in my house? Yeah, and apparently they can hear everything that's. <laughs> yes because y'all walls are very thin and so was that door Mm -hmm. like oh no like again not picking up on social cues i wonder if sandra is the only woman that elvin has ever really had a relationship with because he's showing signs of of yes it she is sandra explains to elvin you know since he was out of the uh, out on the town what happened with her was at 10 p.m. she had to stop writing her essay, bundle up the twins, drive Rudy and Vanessa home, and then drive back. And then she had to spend the next like half hour uh, getting the twins to fall asleep, and th- another half hour to get her, uh, to calm herself down, uh, and th- to work on this essay. I was like, Girl, "That's a lot of time." At that point, me being me, I probably would have given up on that night. <laughs> that night I would have had a drink <laughs> I would have although, had me some scotch with some ice cubes in it although I don't know when this was due like the, the application so she might be on like a strict timeline so you never know well, then I might have had to drink while doing it cause <laughs> cause oh no oh no I'm already on edge oh no Elvin suggests why didn't you just send Vanessa and Rudy in a cab oh and I she- wanted to hit him <laughs> I sound really violent but th- that was just dumb of a question I'm a teenager and a preteen and a cat first of all you are the reason why they are here they are here because your friend is in town and we were supposed to see your friend from town and her sister that's one two they were doing a favor for us they were dropped off at our house and were expected to be dropped back off to their house. Mm-hmm. No, I need to rearrange. Number one, these are my sisters. <laughs> Why would I send them home in a cab? These are my little sisters, my baby sisters. And, and then we live in New York. Safety, hello? Well, it, that, that wasn't on the top of the list for Sandra. Safety was not it. It was... That it costs money. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's that's the last point that I would have made. Hmm. See, and, the, and then that that money spending point that he made. See, that makes it worse because if she yeah. had to say it costs money, I mean, yes, that's smart because I'm tired of stuff costing money too. Been yeah. been tired over it, you know. Hey, government, um, uh, whenever y'all ready to just stop, please. But that also means that like they've been pinching. The pennies, y'all. She trying to pay for law school, mm-hmm. so yeah, y'all, y'all got to hold on 
to all the dollars that you can. Yeah, that $78 needed to be seven or eight. Chandra was like, hey, I got to go uh, have to come back to or go back to writing this essay. And then Elvin was like, uh, well, you know, Iris and Judy are in the living room, like, and they w- would really like to meet you. And she's like, you brought them here? Like, no, I'm not going to meet them. And so, like, Elvin's like, what am I going to say to them? And she's like, well, maybe pour yourself some scotch and you'll figure it out from there. When that happened, I was, I screamed out, I know you like. So then he, yeah, so he was, he was like, okay, I don't know what to do. So he goes out and says, oh, you know, she's sleeping. And at this point, you can see the ladies were like really into like hearing the wall, basically. The ladies were like, we heard everything. She's upset. And then he's like, no, you know, she, she's talking in her sleep. You know, she's worried about the law school application. Oh, like, you ain't got to laugh at me. Yeah. I said what I said. And then so they're like, okay, we we should leave. So then they're about to leave. And all of a sudden, Sandra comes out. And she really, like, really faked it. Like, she faked everything that she said. You can tell. Like, it. She is me. She is me. Because I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to just not acknowledge the fact that you're in my house. I'm going to wonder why you're here. But, yeah. And especially since you're already leaving, this makes life so much easier. And I admire the way that she did it. First of all, can we get into her outfit? Now, I'm a sucker for a nice sporty look. And those Chuck Taylors that she wore. Oh, yeah. Her joggers were cool. I like joggers. Um, And I did like the sweatshirt. But her her shoes, she was Mm. wearing Chuck Taylors. Like, original Chuck Taylors. Oh, my God. I was like, she has style. I love them. Hey, I have a question. Classic black and white. Yeah. Um, you guys still is it still a thing to wear shoes in the house? So you're mentioning she's wearing shoes, so she's in her apartment walking around with her shoes on, right? Oh yeah, we call them gym shoes. Sorry. Uh, oh, that might be a Chicago thing, not not an America thing. It may not be every household because there mm. are some households that you know you got to take your shoes off as you walk in the door. But yeah, I I do know people who who wear shoes in the house. Um. I'll do it occasionally. I don't think to do it like, oh, I need to. I I normally put my shoes on if I know I'm about to be doing something later. I'll say it's (laughs) 50-50. Because here in Canada, no one will wear shoes in their house. Like, like you you might have like, like, like house shoes, like, you know, uh, like, yeah, flip flops or something or rocks. But actual outdoor shoes, no, you will never wear that into the house. And I always thought that was gross when I like, like when I see it, like in in the American culture, that's what you guys do. And I'm like, that's kind of gross to the house, you know, because you're making a mess to the house. I don't know who's we're weird, and and I I really don't know who to blame for America being weird. We're weird because <laughs> like we have we also have house shoes. <laughs> yeah we have we have slippers we have slides we have crap but i don't know where we got the wearing the outside shoes on the floor thing i i don't know the ladies are gone and then sandra starts walking towards or grabs some stuff from the kitchen and then starts walking towards the bedroom and elvin's like oh i'm i i love you you know you, you you're amazing like i told them that like i have an amazing wife that's like is very caring of the and then she's like like ignoring everything he's saying and mm-hmm. then goes in the bedroom and locks the door. Mm-hmm. He ain't in there for the rest of the night. Again, he did not pick up on the social cues. Because mm-hmm. that girl was quiet the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And and smiling. I was like, so Sandra, you lucky <laughs> you lucky crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you lucky problematic? <laughs> You, yeah. you 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 were typical. What's going on here? Uh, and and he's just just talking away. And oh, you are truly my my number one muffin. And then she, mm-hmm. when she shut that door, I said, Yeah, it's time for you to go ahead and make you some. While you talking about muffins, because it's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah. Ooh-wee. And so it's the next day. We're at the Huxable House. Vanessa and Rudy are crying because they're watching another old movie. Vanessa thinks that this movie is the same thing that happened to Elvin and Sandra. 
you know, in the end of the this movie, um, I think the female, I guess the the wife kills the the husband. I don't know if that's true because I haven't seen this movie, but so she they think that Sandra will kill Alvin because you know she has a temper apparently. Sandra comes in with the twins, and they were like, "Oh, where's Alvin?" And she's like, "Don't talk about him." Um, and all of a sudden, Vanessa and Rudy run into the kitchen to Claire. And they start, they, they were like, something happened to Elvin. We don't know what happened. And then they were like, oh, what happened to him? And then they bring up the movie. And so Claire is like, what? What does that have to do with Elvin? And all of a sudden, Elvin comes in and like they jump on him basically. He's like, oh my God, thank God you're alive. Where is the, the correlation? Where's the pipeline from the movies to specifically these people? Mm hmm. Vanessa, what? Okay, I told y'all this girl get on my nerve. <laughs> <laughs> so it's after dinner, and uh, Sandra is talking to Claire, and Alvin's talking to Cliff at the same time. So we cannot hear what they're saying. I can tell that uh, uh, Sandra's talking about um, the application, and then Alvin's probably talking about something from the hospital. But uh, all of a sudden, um, the conversation kind of stops because Alvin asks Sandra to pass the sugar. Because they, I believe, is drinking tea. I think, um, and so then mm -hmm. she she passes it very. You can tell she's very annoyed when she passes the sugar, and then all of a sudden uh, he interrupts again and says, "Can you pass the cream?" And so she passes the cream and gets up at the, uh, at the table and is kind of like, "I'm over this." And so um, Alvin was like, "You know what? I I'll do the dishes." And they were like, "Okay, that's great." Um, and Sandra was like, I want to go into the living room. So she tells Claire, can we talk in the living room? She said it's a so, little noisy in here. I was like, oh, Shay. Although there's only four people there. Shay. So, yeah, so uh, Sandra leaves and Claire leaves. And Alvin mentions to Cliff that, you know, Sandra hasn't spoken to him since last night. And um, at this point, Alvin tells his point of view to Cliff about how, you know, uh, Sandra told her to stay and even called her later on and says like you could stay longer but then Cliff brings up uh, you were with two women like you shouldn't by yourself you shouldn't have gone mm -hmm. um, and so I love how <laughs> I love how Cliff is like like Elvin's job is when his wife says yes she means no. This is a, a new thing because, you know, we always say no means no, right? About, you know, consent and everything mm -hmm. like that. But this is a whole different level of communication. Yes means no. <laughs> well, I had a conversation with my friends about this because they watched it with me. I was dealing with uh, my best friend Beverly and our best friend Matthew. The both of them were, were both like, see, this is why I'm single. <laughs> because they're like it's it's too much to understand here and i'm like this is the part where you are supposed to know your partner sandra she told him to go and at the at the other half of that he didn't make make a good decision if you knew that sandra was going to be problematic because you already know that she's problematic altogether why bring yourself proud? There were so many avenues to how you could have handled this. You could have made it a family night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, like it, it's just, you could have gone out with Theo. Therefore, mm -hmm. you could have still gone out, not be upsetting your wife. She yeah. would have been more okay with you going out with her brother than with two women. And you could have called from being out with her brother and said, hey, how are you? Checking in, whatever. And she could have been, oh, yeah, you could stay or take that boy home and come back home. <laughs> yeah. Or y'all come back, come get these girls so they can go home and you could be with these babies. Like, it... He 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 didn't think ahead, but communication has to be at the basis of it all. 
you you only do the silent treatment when you are in the position to do the silent treatment. Because the silent treatment does work and it does have power. And I'm sorry if I'm sounding like a typical girl to y'all, but <laughs> it do what it needs to do. Yeah. But you got to be in a position to do that and you have to execute it properly. Yeah. So Alvin says, you know, like if I knew yes means no, I would have to be psychic. And all of a sudden Cliff was like, yeah, <laughs> <With the laughs> I love when he does that. Oh my goodness! You know, and then and and then uh, I think they mentioned again, like I gotta be psychic, and then they point at oh. each other. It's it's like uh, it, in that scene where Elvin was pushing the envelope for opening this pickle jar, and Cliff was uh, he told him like when she when she said Elvin, I got it. I- <laughs> and he th- he throws his hands up. <laughs> yeah. And then he uh when Elvin learns it, he mm-hmm. was like, But Sandra, I could mm. Yeah. And then he took a step back, he put his his hands up. Hey. Yeah, that I like moments like that. Uh and then we go into the living room where Sandra tells her point of view to Claire. Like as if this is a like we're in court and she's doing a whole like i don't know testimony or like yes, do you hear how she's all professional with it and and yeah. she's matter of factly and like first of all this is supposed to be girl talk you yeah. you weren't supposed to be handling your mama like you in the courtroom <laughs> well you know her mom is a lawyer so <laughs> right not so so it worked out just as yeah. well and and it was really funny because of what claire said while she's pacing the floor back and forth mm-hmm. explaining this case <laughs> yeah to her yeah and so claire says like you know someday you're gonna be a wonderful lawyer uh and uh you know Sandra's like why why so um because she summed up that case that is so airtight no no not only the the jury would convict convict i don't know what <laughs> not say that word convict him they would lock him up for good. And so uh, Sandra's like, okay, so you, you agree with me? And Claire was like, no, I didn't say that. I, I don't agree with you. You're much of a, to blame for this, uh, maybe even more than Elvin. So yeah, and I, I understand. I like how Claire was like, yeah, the, the case that she made was like so good, but I don't agree with it. I like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. something different. It was complete honesty. And you kind of saw it from different. It's like you saw different perspectives all in one. Mm-hmm. It's like she talked to her from a mom point of view, a lawyer point of view, and possibly a judge point of view. Uh, have you seen the meme of Julia Roberts? And there's like these math equations going across her face. No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay. Well, she it's um they use it to explain confusion or to say like. They don't understand something. The quickest <laughs> split second. It's like Sandra has that moment where she's like, uh, what's going on? Everything is computing and then finally comes together. Mm-hmm. And Claire just ran it off to her as if, you know, like it was a feather in the wind. This is Claire's point of view. So she said, like, you know, you were bothered that he went to dinner for t- with two women, um, but you insisted that he would go. And she was like, "Well, I thought I thought he was going to insist not to go like harder." And Why? I know. Um and so Claire was like, "No, you sh- you should have just been honest with him. Like, why? Like you didn't need to ins- push him to go." Um and then when when he did come late, she went from being bothered to being angry. And then when she saw those two women in the apartment, she went from angry to furious. Um so yeah so then Sandra's like oh okay I guess it is kind of my fault so maybe I should help Alvin with the dishes and so Claire was like no 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 sit down you know don't forget the man was let's not get crazy (laughs) yeah the man was the man was late and then um and the women were attractive and then I love how Sandra points out and he paid for their dinner and then Claire was like oh we'll make him uh wash the pots for that pots for that you finna wash all these dishes tonight, 
youngster. But yeah, so I like how like still Claire was on her side, but had a different point of view. So it's uh, it was cool yeah. to see that. Uh, and then uh, later on, uh, you know, Sandra and Evelyn are leaving, and you could tell that they're you know they kind of made up now. Um, and Sandra asks Elvin, like, can you drop me off at home instead of they drop him off at the hospital? Um, that way, like, you know, she can get home quicker with the with the twins, um, but, which would be out of his way. But he's like, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. And so they leave. And Vanessa uh, was like, oh, I guess they have made up. And then all of a sudden, Vanessa's like, oh, oh, wait. And brings up, uh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, she brings up uh, September Affair. Uh, this is the one from 1950. And uh, says, you know, in the movie, what was it? That's uh, the brakes of the car. They they took off the brakes of the car and then the the person dies. And so they were like, oh my God. Yes. But, so Alvin's going gonna, Alvin's gonna to be by himself in the car. Oh God. Yeah, and then was, they run to Claire. In my mind, what went off? Because I... Because I, I did want them to go to bed. Because they were really like, yeah, that's enough movie for you today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all y'all are okay. The Wretched episode. <laughs> which is coming when soon. She told her, when she told her, got him in. Yeah. That's what I wanted to tell them. Just like that. Got him in. <laughs> y'all doing a lot. Your correction. It was, she's actually talking about the movie Conflict. Because I, there is a fun fact about this movie that has Ooh. to do with this show. So it says, you know, Vanessa tells Rudy that conflict, um, Humphrey Bogota, Bogard, whatever, uh, tampers Mm -hmm. with the brakes to his wife's car so she can drive off the mountain. In the film, uh, his character kills his wife first before putting putting her in the car and releasing the brakes and pushing her off the road. So so it's not exactly what the movie was. That makes it worse. (laughs) <laughs> you killed your wife and then you went you sent her in the car in a messed up car to finish her dirty work so that you wouldn't have to bury her and this movie is about an engineer taps in an unhappy marriage murders his wife in the hopes of marrying her younger sister ew so ew you're watching that is trash <laughs> yeah Vanessa, what are you watching see my mama definitely would have been like, find something else to watch. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I, let me tell you also the synopsis of the other two movies that she brought up in this episode. So for Leave Her to Heaven, um, a writer falls in love with a young socialite and they soon marry, they're soon married, but her obsessive love for her threatens to be uh, the underdoing of them both as well as everyone around them. So that's Leave Her to Heaven. Uh, mm. And then September Affair, uh, an inter- industrial, oh, inter- what is this? Industrial. Oh, uh, and a uh, pianist uh, who falls uh, in love in a post-war Italy are pronounced dead when they miss their f- uh, flight home. But the former's wife does not give him up. So this is the one that she was saying that, like, they're, they're plane crash, but then they, like, hide their... They hide, oh, the, hide the you, bodies or something. No, no, they they don't they don't tell report to anybody that they're alive. You remember she was saying that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It sounds like Vanessa been kicking it with Russell <laughs> <laughs> with these old movies. Cause girl, what? Yeah, you so, better are watching the westerns. I'm surprised that these are the type of movies that were made in the 1945s. <laughs> Up to the 50s, it was a. I just know it was a wild time. One, because these other decades had to have something to look up to. They didn't come up with all this shenanigans on their own. Y'all had a wild time back then, and, I, and I'm sure it was much, it was a different wild. Like, the wild that we got probably don't even touch the wild that y'all had. <laughs> my lord. And, and then, my to put these in movies, I don't even know if that could fly today. Yes, it could. Yeah, it could fly today. Yeah, I was just about to say yes, it could. Yeah, maybe not. Not maybe not twenty years ago. <laughs> and I was just about to say, like now with the with with the technology that we have and the the different ways that people will execute this, mm-hmm. and we have a show called How to Get Away with Murder. Of course, they would do a show like this, yeah, or a movie like this. 
Well, mm-hmm. still, um, <laughs> that's wild. I don't think they would have put a dead body in the car like that. And yes, the hell they would have. Yeah, and then that ends the episode. So we had uh, a, f- a few guest stars, some returning, which are the twins. But um, so we oh, had yeah. Tanya Pinkins as Iris. So she's been above the rim. Uh, her, I guess her mo- most known thing that she's done, which I've never seen, uh, is All My Children. She's done 245 <laughs> episodes in the course of uh, 20 years. Um, <laughs> uh, she's guest started in Scandal, uh, Run the World, and Women of the Movement. And she has 77 credits to her name. So she she's still acting. Did they say who she was in Women of the Movement? Alma, uh, Al, Alma? Uh, Alma? Sp- I don't know how to say the last name. Spearman? Okay. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> and then we had Brenda Braxton as Judy. Uh, she's in 11 credits. There's 11 credits for her name, none of them, which I, I know much of. And none of them are black uh, TV shows or movies. Okay. But uh, yeah, she I think is more into. Um, it just seems like she's more into theater and more into music. That's that's what I'm getting the vibe from her. Okay. Um, and then we had our twins back. You know, uh, like twins of each twin, um, <laughs> Monique oh, right. and Dominic Reynolds and Christopher and Clayton Greggs. Uh, I think that's how you say their last name. But um, so I I always go, I I tend to go back to this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. um it's uh like it's just a funny episode to watch i and it's also like like how, how like this is just another moment where alvin is being dumb you know what i mean like i <laughs> yeah um my favorite episode of elvin being dumb will always be with the coffee scene the, yeah this is one of those shows um I, I guess I don't think I really thought to think deeply about, I guess, relationships and communication and and how they go hand in hand. Uh, well, not them uh, specifically, but as it pertains to Sandra and Elvin. I don't think I've ever thought to think deeply about their relationship. I think I've always just thought to gloss over and just be like, well, you know, it's always an issue mm-hmm. or, you know, it's always, I think, I think I might've placed more blame on Elvin because I guess if, if this man had a highlight reel of his life, it would be chuck full of the misogynistic things that he's said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess that's why it's so easy to not like Elvin, uh, if you are someone who hasn't taken the time to actually think and analyze. Wow. I think I just had a breakthrough. Yeah. (laughs) This is, wow. Hmm. I feel like that could be a study. (laughs) Somebody could. (laughs) could do a, a paper on them yeah uh so i did a poll on the instagram and i said would you let your partner go out for dinner with uh their old college boyfriend or girlfriend without you and so the poll says 25 percent says yes and 75 percent says no and i'm on the no side yeah see and that's what i'm saying like an x anything no we're not doing it if we are just old friends if we are just platonic friends, then okay, bye. I I don't care. Um, now you ain't gotta bring them back to my house. <laughs> like y'all hanging out is y'all hanging out. At some point, that hanging out is over, and you gotta know when that is. Okay, deduce, differentiate, decipher, and decide. That's the four D's because you, you have to be able to assess the situation. You have to deduce, you know, what the problems are or not and, and what needs to uh, be discussed. Differentiate between 
the events of, of what's going on. So you need to be able to put yourself in your partner's shoes and also d- like be able to figure out what to apply to to what to what situation and how to apply said situation. You decipher your actions and then you decide to do it. <laughs> you decide to to move accordingly after you've gone through the first three. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at damn girl you know everybody. You can follow me on TikTok at Tiny Bigs, T-I-N-Y-Y-B-I-G-G-S. Um, you can follow me on uh Twitter at I Love Them 90s, capital I-L-N-T, number 90, and the lowercase s. If you can, for people who live in New York, Jersey, Philly, um, Houston, and Chicago. Um, check out the My Vision, My Journey radio show on FluentRadio.com um, every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central. And you can also catch it on Mixed Talk Media on Tuesdays um, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on MixedTalkMedia.com. Um, I'll send over the information to Miriam so that she can add it to the show notes. Um, but yeah, I guest host occasionally on My Vision, My Journey, but for the most part, it is my mentor, Sharon Bell, who um, is a motivator and she's a business owner. And she also is the creator of the Black Exchange, which is the Black Business Collective that I represent as a brand ambassador. Um, so yeah, you know, whenever you feel you want to be motivated, um, and she also gives platforms to small business owners. Um, I I would say in Chicago, but she does it to anybody for anybody. Um, cause her interviews can be in person and it can, it can be over the phone. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Uh, she's been featuring female authors for these past uh, few weeks. Um, last week, she had an author who was also a can- cancer survivor and very active in different foundations and uh, communities. And there's always someone that she brings to the table that is um, valuable. And they they offer valuable advice and um, you know, or they have businesses that are useful. Like she's friends with someone who has a cheesecake business. And just when I didn't think that you can make a business out of cheesecake, I learned that you can. This may this man and his brother run this business with flavored cheesecakes. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And then she has a friend who's an excellent baker. And yeah, so just head on over to my vision, my journey. <laughs> and uh Get you some motivation. Uh, you know, Black TV Shows Pod at uh, gmail.com if you have any feedback, or you can send your feedback through the Instagram um, at Black TV Shows Pod. Um, as I said, we are, I, I, we're not going to be as consistent in the as we were in the past, but we will try mm-hmm. to get you as many episodes as we can uh, for oh, this year. Uh, now we're in the '90s, you know, so it's just, you know, it's even better. Um, we're in we're- the '90s now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just keep thinking because well, I, I, it's been a, a maybe a couple weeks, but I keep thinking um, from living single, like it's a '90s kind of world. That's like how I feel right now. Like, <laughs> oh my god, because like this is literally the shift. This is the visible change that we see in the culture. How mm-hmm. I'm not going to even say it, it. Not necessarily a change. It's more of a transition. Mm-hmm. because the 80s, the 90s, and even the 2000s, they kind of, what's the word I want to, is cascaded a word I want to use? I don't know. Uh, no, they just flowed into each other. Mm-hmm. When, when it comes to music sound, when it comes to fashion, um, hairstyles, aesthetics, um, yeah, they 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 collapsed. That's the word I want to use, not cascade. Mm-hmm. They kind of collapsed into each other. 
and the collapse created a flow like a domino effect the 2000s i think was like a great mixture between the 80s and the 90s you throw a little futurism in there with like you know feeling like uh Almost like if you throw a little xenon in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, you know, I still watch that movie every year, right? Like just to see how uh, to see how bad, well, not bad, but how different, like they thought this world was going to be. <laughs> I always get my laughs when I watch shows like that. Even like the Jetsons. Um, I'm like, wow, y'all really thought that we were going to be in flying cars. And I'm not going to hold you. For a little while, I did too. I thought we were <laughs> going to be in flying cars and stuff. But, uh, and it's it's even funnier because not only are we not in flying cars, we are still living regular, regular lives. And, <laughs> and life is low-key harder than it was back in the day. But, <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it just goes to show how big imaginations are <laughs> and it goes to show you what your mind can create when you contort it and when you make it work yeah it's an amazing organ to have mm-hmm. don't waste it this is why um i might be uh giving the wrong person but i still think that it's a, it might be web du bois not Dubois, Du Bois, who said a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But uh, I will see you all on the next episode. Talk to you Bye. later. Bye.